Welcome to Limitless, where we highlight diverse stories from people with various backgrounds through casual conversations. Before we begin, note that these stories do not represent everyone from a single group. Rather, it is only one piece of the whole picture. Back to the regularly scheduled programming in a sec, but we wanted to let you know that our merchandise will be dropping soon. Our first Limitless merchandise collection is going to be dropping on October 30th. For more details on what's to come, please follow our Instagram at the Limitless Pod. Can't give away too much for now, but please stay tuned for that. Hi everyone, my name is Shyla and I'm a new co-host here at Limitless. U.S. schools started to implement sex education from the 1990s, but yet today it is still a topic along with many that remains undiscussed. Similarly, topics such as LGBTQ plus rights still remain a hush-hush topic. Theba Smitha, a young changemaker from New Delhi, India, working towards promoting sex education and LGBTQ plus rights in her community around the world, created the organization PHWD with a goal to promote HIV and sex education awareness among youth. She is also part of Girl Up Caribbean and the Changemaker 20 Summit. Hi, Dimit Mita. It's so nice to meet you. Um, welcome to Limitless. This, this interview, we're actually really excited to have you on because your, I feel like your topic on LGBTQ plus and also sex education is um, a topic that we've never discussed before here. So I'm very excited to have you here. Um, we have a new uh, co-host uh, here with us today, Shyla. Um, Shyla is going to be joining us and is going to also make appearances in future interviews and future episodes. So we also welcome Shyla to um, starting her co-host journey at Lumelas as well. Um, so before we get started, Devasmita, I just want to ask you, you like quickly uh, introduce yourself and your work um, and what you've been doing for um, the past couple of years. Hi, Vicky and hi, Shaila and all the very best for your journey. So my name is Devasmita Laha. I'm 17 year old from India. Currently, I'm pursuing Bachelor in Computer Science and Engineering and uh, yes, can you introduce some of the projects you've been doing? Yes, yes. At the age of 15, I founded PHWD, Prevent HIV with Devas Mithalaha, with a vision of promoting HIV awareness and sex education among the youth. While I initially created a website, I soon realized that this alone would not be sufficient. Consequently, I also created an Instagram page and Telegram channel to reach a wider audience where I now advocate for LGBTQ rights and continue to promote sex education and STEM. I have also had the honor of hosting a virtual international gender equality forum and interviewing global policy officers such as Srinivati Mistri Ma'am from Politics for Her, Pakistani comedian and influencer Faiza Salim and Angela Wang. She's the president of the Girls Who Code Club um, and many other remarkable women from across the globe. And currently, I'm communication director at Girl Up, sponsored by Girl Up, which is under the United Nations Foundation. I, I was speaker at Changemaker 20 Summit, which is under G20 India, where I commented my views on SDG 10, which is about gender inequality and future of Indian LGBTQ youth. Additionally, I'm qualified and selected as Yongo 2023 delegate. Um, thank you so much for sharing um, your your projects and what you've been working on. Um, we were just wondering, what was your inspiration or motive behind these projects? Why did you join them or create them? 
Well, we'll live in a world where no matter if we belong from a good financial background, we all went to a phase where money can't help sometimes, but knowledge definitely can. Now think about those who neither have money nor have knowledge. What about them? If suppose a teen girl who is in a relationship gets pregnant tomorrow, what will be she and her boyfriend do? So what next? Do they go for abortion or giving child someone else who need more than themselves or getting messed and then uh, ending up to teen pregnant mother suicide? Here knowledge comes. In case, if these teen couples have the knowledge about sex education and they must handle this situation more effectively. Also, if they know about comprehensive sex education, then they then we all are pretty sure this situation won't ever come. So like this, many people are not aware about STIs and STDs. And if someone knows, they feel shy to ask their partner about their HIV status. They feel it making uncomfortable, but seriously, no, this question never makes someone uncomfortable. This is really a vital question. It can save someone. So like save someone from HIV virus and other STIs. So therefore I created this. Wow, that sounds really um, important. I, I do think that this work is very important. And I do think that sex education and this topic in mm -hmm. itself is very important to talk about and to important and very important to discuss. So I definitely applaud you for doing that and starting all these projects to promote more sex education among, especially amongst youth. Because, like you said, um, it, like we need more awareness on this topic so that people can be better prepared and better um, equipped in case something were to happen. So I definitely agree with you on that. Um, like, let me, let me like backtrack a little bit um, because you've done all these like projects and all of these, you participate in all of these summits, um, works, um, projects, whatever it is. I just wanted to ask you, how did you develop kind of these skills for public speaking? And do you have any like specific experiences that helped you develop the, like the confidence? Okay, okay. I haven't taken any formal classes for learning public speaking and all these. I develop my skills through listening to interviews of celebrities, listening to the YouTubers who speak in English, because English is not my first language. I am a Bengali woman. So Bengali is my first language. So I learned through YouTube. So I listen to them very carefully, like how they speak, how they deliver their content, and what posts us to listen those YouTubers. Also, I love makeup and uh, my English speaking skills. Uh, like I used to listen those YouTubers who used to teach makeup on English. So yes, my English and makeup both like uh, upgrade with them. So and I know I want to be specific in this field. So I started implementing the same on me. So whenever in home I speak, uh, like I, I always speak in English. So because to be very honest, my school never focuses these things like speaking English or like debate because uh, they always choose the best student to represent their school on the zonals because they want the placement. So we get ignored. The average guys get ignored. So if uh, the listeners listening to me, it's okay. If you enroll in any class, make sure you're implementing and never rely on the fact that, oh, I give this much dollar to this class. So I'm damn sure they're going to polish my skill. They will never if you are not determined. So you have to keep this in mind that and believing in that if school is our like believing that school can do this or uh, like this classes can do this, then it is our biggest mistake. 
So we are the CEO of our own life, I believe. Like we have to take care of our own shit and therefore it's our own duty and responsibility for our progress. So complaining is not at all a solution. So like implementing and learning is the real solution. Yeah, um, I strongly agree. Um, um, when you said that you have to like take the, uh, um, the initiative to learn um, and grow, and you mentioned that English was not your first language, um, and so you learned through YouTube. Um, so through your journey with public speaking, you must have faced a lot of criticism from outsiders and other people who are watching you through your journey. So how did you overcome um, this criticism, and was there an instance that affected you? Yes, I remember when I created PHWD, many people said a lot of things to me. I don't want to recall right now, so it will be a bit long. So even today, when someone learns, I support LGBTQ. Many people unfollow me and uh, they say many things behind me, of course. Earlier, I used to be very sad, like uh, it's normal, natural human behavior. So then I stop even posting stories related to lgbtq because of this of these hate but now i stop reacting to these criticism because right now i believe that these people who are spreading hate or like uh, spreading criticism about me they don't deserve a reaction or sadness expression from me because i believe in this quote and uh, i respect this quote a lot uh, the quote has been said that don't let yourself take criticism from the people like you would never take advice from. It's really very powerful quote. And to all the change maker in their journey, this quote is really very, very important. So please apply this. Don't let yourself take criticism from people you would never take advice from. And always remember, there is a secret hater in your supporters. With time, you will definitely learn about them. I definitely, I definitely agree with what you said. I think um, even with anything, even when I started Limitless, there was, there were people who, you know, said not great things. Um, but I do think that it's also important to, like, as you said, to like, continue with what you're doing. You don't let outside voices phase you. I had a follow up question, which is, um, could you kind of expand on how you dealt with these situations or how you prioritize your mental well-being and any specific like tips or advice that you would give to people who might be also facing criticisms well yes you know uh i feel that uh, when someone is hating you maybe the person is jealous because of your growth or maybe the person feels irritated because maybe you are doing something so first learn why this person is hating you is it because of the jealousy if the, the reason is jealousy then simply ignore okay but if the person is hating you or criticize you just because you are doing something wrong then try to improve yourself don't be stubborn okay so sometimes we are also wrong i truly agree because we all are growing and as a change maker like uh, we also do so many things wrong so don't be stubborn like no i can't be wrong yes we can wrong so if the person is criticizing you because you are doing something wrong then accept that but if the person is criticizing and also feeling jealousy and spreading hate for you the reason is jealousy and uh, to spread negativity then just simply ignore because they truly don't deserve a reaction from us yeah, I strongly agree. It's all from within how you handle it and how you 
um, take that criticism and how you use it to maybe improve yourself or how you ignore it or how you choose to go around it. Um, and with all this criticism, overthinking is is kind of inevitable um, because there's so many people saying so many things about you and you have to, you're trying to improve yourself, you're trying to make a change and you're trying to, um, you're trying to work towards a cause. Um, so what strategies do you use to stop overthinking and try to create a main, uh, focus on your goal? Um, and could you share more about that? Yes, you're right. But overthinking and worrying are natural when big responsibilities come. What helps me to maintain a clear focus on my goal is my team. I'm working with three NGOs, non-governmental organizations, powered by the United Nations only, and uh, also my organization. And also I'm doing an internship. It's a national level internship. And also I'm a day scholar. So I am running all this thing together. And uh, many events automatically appears on my timetable, like university function or fest and their preparation. Now you probably are, you know, you are probably thinking like, how can I manage all this? Yes, it's really very difficult for me sometimes. Like I think they were what you are doing. But to be honest, I love this. Like uh, I love to get like uh, too much pressure because I believe in pressure. I grow. So I manage these all things by preparing a list. So you can use Excel sheet also or a page also. I'm telling what I do. Make four columns. A, B, C, D. Column A, column A the title of the A, B, C, D, the box will be backlog. Okay. So column A will be backlog, which can done, which can be done. Okay. So in column A, you can fill like those things like which can be done and which is your backlog. For example, you have to submit your physics assignment and date is passed already. But teachers fortunately gives you three extra days. So you have automatically three days in your hand. So write that in backlog A. That is column A. Now column B. Write that is something expired. Okay, for example, if in case your physics ma'am don't give you extra time, so the date already passed, so write that in column B. Column C is schedule, like this interview was in my schedule list, like I have uh, like interview with the uh, limitless. So your upcoming will be in column C and column D is schedule, but not planned. Like you have to prepare for your upcoming semester. Okay, so I plan with this four, A, B, C, D. Yes. Wow. I I do think I do think that's a very like useful skill. Yes. Yeah, useful. yeah. It's made by me. Like I created, like I created this. Like I feel, oh my god, like so many words, so many pressure. Then I think no, if problem is there, then absolutely solution will be also there. So I created this Excel in, in my own Excel only. So yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's really like a good habit to have. And I think that like um to anyone like listening right now, it's great to have your individual kind of schedule or way you do things and where you organize yourself. And once you have kind of a habit and um, obviously each person is different that you don't have to like have like a certain way to do it. But if you can have a proper schedule or a routine or an organization method that you use, I feel like that would be um, highly beneficial to anyone who may be like worried or stressed or overthinking. So I definitely agree with that. Having, having like a like an organization method. And I think that's very important, especially for youth who have like um, lots of things going on. Okay, Um, next, I want to ask you um, uh, that, you know, 
as someone who um as someone who has worked in topics who are that are not widely uh that are that are still criticized by many people and not and are not widely accepted how do you kind of go about managing criticisms in that way like not even just criticisms towards yourself but also criticisms towards what you're promoting or what you're um, advocating for do you have any is that is that any different to you than um how you would handle like normal like like just hate to you in general or is it do you have a different method of handling hate specific specifically to what you're doing or what you're advocating for okay 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 so yes I also definitely receive hate because I promote LGBTQ and uh, people often bring religion between this LGBTQ thing. It's a controversial thing also. So when people are using abusive language or like uh, using very like uh, want to like degrade us. So I just block them because blocking is the best option. Even our former Miss Universe also said, Arna Sandhu, like if someone is uh, like degrading your energy, just block them and move away. So I block them also and uh, restrict them because I don't want a single negative energy stopping me to becoming my best self because I am a highly spiritual person. Yeah, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, and thank you so much for sharing more about like um, how you handle criticism and how you handle overthinking and how you schedule your stuff. Um, and we're gonna move on to like more the topic that you are advocating for, which is sex education and LGBTQ plus rights and advocacy. Um, and I just, and we wanted to start with that you started your journey um, with sex education and like advocacy at a very young age. Um, so how did you gain, cred gain credibility and following? Because most people tend to trust people who have like a like a degree or some type of credibility in a subject or if they're older. So how did you gain that, gain that following and credibility? Well, so social media is the biggest tool in this generation. So I'm very consistent there. And uh, when you are consistent, people will definitely notice you. I remember... Uh, like my first podcast where I was appointed, uh, she noticed my account and also she saw that X factor on me. So therefore she appointed even like uh, I said in my like uh, intro, like introduction round that I was invited on Changemaker 20 Summit to speak for SDG 10, that is Sustainable Development Goal 10, where also I was appointed by the organization via Instagram only. Like they saw my Instagram page and... Uh, they further DM me and they want me to like to be there. So for me, it's the social media which is helping me and giving me the platform. So be consistent what you're advocating there. And uh, it's quite true. Like if you are like uh, doing hard work and you are doing truly hard work, no cheating, then God is definitely there to help you. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with what you said. I feel like social media is such a such a prevalent thing now and such like a tool that can be leveraged and used to your advantage and also give you all these benefits and opportunities. So I, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Another question that I had while I was preparing for this interview is that throughout your advocacy journey, have you felt that there are some places that are more accepting and other places that are less accepting? 
yes 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 there are countries which like accepting sex education accepting gay marriages also but there are some country which are decriminalizing or like decriminalizing like india also decriminalized sex uh, like gay marriages uh, same sex marriages on september 6 2018 this year we celebrated the 5 years of this and uh, i have seen that um, like uh, in many public places we have seen the uh, like parades also about this celebration of 5 years and there are also many country which are criminalizing the sex education or not sex education but the gay marriages and uh, keeping like a uh, like a part of controversy of uh, like explaining sex education to the child or the student especially uh, like uh, i believe these all are like uh, like started with the culture we are belonging from if you see like if you think logically na like uh, like in my family talking about this openly is uh, like a uh, think of hush hush oh my god someone is speaking but if same if i talk with my friends if i talk with my like you it is like a like we all know about like this is the thing we need to promote sex education so like the generation it's the generation gap which is like making a problem but as we are moving forward everything is upgrading we have also witnessing like people are changing and accepting this thing and also normalizing this thing and we all need to normalize this because i see many people saying that i am lucky that my parent accepted that i am coming out why should you feel lucky it's nothing about lucky because you are and it's your right so getting human rights like it's not been lucky it's your right so like uh, our environment make something that we like we have to say like getting uh, coming out is uh, feeling i'm lucky i hope my point is clear yeah no thank you for saying that cuz i i strongly agree that like what mm-hmm. you mentioned just now that people are like oh my parents like i'm lucky that my parents accept me coming out when that should just be a human right to feel like you are accepted whoever you are um and you were mentioning generational gaps and different um differences between when you talk with your friends and your parents or older people um so in general how do you think society plays a role in the lack of sex education in schools and other platforms like as a whole how does society influence that choice and that decision and in other words how do you think society is making like lgbtq rights sex education a hush hush topic and by that i mean something that you shouldn't talk about yes absolutely like uh, i remember when i was in class 8 uh, in india there is ncert book class 8 chapter number i believe it was 10 or 8 where for the first time we are like uh, the student are teach about uh, reproduction sexual reproduction in humans earlier in class 6 and 7 the sexual reproduction plants going on but in 8 the sexual reproduction in human comes and my teacher also want to skip this chapter like she be like you all are mature you will read by like this chapter you have to read by yourself i'm not going to teach you if any doubt comes go and come come to me i will explain you like in many schools teachers try to skip this chapter even a teacher explaining students are laughing like a uh, many like funny thing is happening on our stand up comedy is going on like who created this its environment created this like how a eight class like why should a eight class child should laugh on this topic because of the environment created this 
Therefore, the eight last child thinking, oh, it's the thing about shame. We should laugh at this thing. So definitely, it's also uh, like uh, society is responsible. Our education system is also responsible for this thing. And uh, like, as I told, we all are moving forward. I have seen that uh, like many also there are podcasts and also channels about which are teaching about sex education, even uh, many pages are teaching us about sex education, which is really a thing of it to appreciate. Yeah, like as you mentioned before, like social media is like so prevalent now. And I do think that like social media has its benefits in terms of like educating people about sex education. Like there are specific pages that do that, like you said. Um, so yeah, I think I do think, and especially like also LGBTQ plus advocacy is like also the same thing. Like there are pages that are, you know, made and created to support people and to educate people. So I think that's also something that's like really wonderful. Um, adding up, following up on that, what work do you think should be done to either support LGBTQ plus youth or sex education? Like, do you think you sh we should talk about this more in schools? Do you think that, you know, what, what do you think, what work do you think should be done? Okay, so this is a very big thing. Like, uh, whatever we do, we have to always remember that controversy will be always there. People putting down will be always there. So we should not stop ourselves by thinking this because bringing change is very difficult. As a change maker, you have to understand this. You have to be mentally prepared for this. So like uh, teaching to school students is really essential. It's truly essential. Like talking about, uh, I am aware about like laws, like uh, whenever I see uh, small children like doing job, in, even when it's small also, you know, I always tell my mom like, it's child, uh, like it's child employment. So this is wrong. This is crime. So even if I remember, uh, like I take this thing so seriously. When my mom used to tell me, like, "Deepa, uh, go and do this." I like, no, you can't say because in India it's a rule before, like below fourteen years age, you can't make your child do anything. My like, what you have to do household thing, not like other thing. Like I have to take this thing. I I take this thing very seriously. Like me, many children also like take this thing very seriously like i just take this thing seriously similarly if we teach sex education in the same way like we are teaching science like we are teaching mathematics children will also take this thing very seriously and started implementing and uh, as i tell like as we all are growing consent is very important thing consent the importance of consent and uh, many people don't know about consent so schools are really important place which uh, like not i'm not telling like only through books you can teach there are other ways also too. also like through art you can explain the children about the sex education and it's important yeah um i strongly agree um that if we taught like sex education or even about like lgbtq plus rights and the history behind like the intolerance towards them in schools like we taught every other subject um kids would take it more seriously. And also it comes from like a personal environment too, like parents teaching their kids about consent first and about like sex education, like from the home before they encounter it at school even is super important so that they're they're opened up to these topics and it's not so weird and absurd to them. Um, and kind of moving to conclude, um, what advice do you have for young change makers in, and leaders in the communities and also people who might be facing like any uncertainty or doubt in what they're doing. Um, could you give them some advice and um, words of encouragement maybe? Okay, okay, okay. 
to the all young change makers listening to me as i said just now before only be mentally prepared for this because criticism and hate will be always there and uh, you know when i i take interviews of a lot of many people and uh, one of my leader like i work in girl of caribbean also as i mentioned so i was taking interview of one of the leaders so she said me that deba you are right now 17 years old and uh, i saw your future in this line only so you are in a process to be a change maker so when you are a change maker you have to remember like you are growing so never be shy to ask doubt because many things are unclear and many things are doubtful so ask doubt ask question as much as possible uh, so you have so like you will be clear and uh, like many things will be easy for you so never feel shy to ask help for asking doubt so yeah and also as a communication director i want to give one uh, like advice to all the people like uh, as i take interviews and also this is the interview like you are taking my so i want to say that never be afraid of any interview like i am not afraid of any interview because you have to remember that no matter if it is office interview also each and every interview are somehow scripted like if you are applying for a job maybe a job to sell a phone the question are already prepared like the obviously the officer will ask like a like what phone it is like which brand you are using so you know the question will be related to technology only so if i am here so i know the question are related to this change maker and uh, the sex ed education only so if you are applying for any position maybe it's a content writing so you have to be like you know that the question are related to content writing only and there are always there should be personal question so never be fear of anything and like start doing from now like if you start doing from now then the fear will automatically get like a uh, uh, covered like uh, the fear will automatically get down and your confidence will automatically boost so start doing and uh, start implementing also don't only learn start implementing and yes all the very best to all the listener listening to us till end so yeah vicky and shaila yes oh my god i think i think that's really like valuable advice that you get and totally agree with you when 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 you said that i feel like more preparation and being prepared increases your confidence so whenever you're prepared and you have whenever you have kind of like a like a thing that you know that you're going to do well um that that automatically increases your confidence and boosts your confidence so as a final kind of question that i have for you have any future plans that you wish to share okay okay my biggest plan is to represent my country bharat india internationally and to raise my country's flag so high so i make my proud bharat mata Yeah, oh my god, I definitely applaud you for that. That's such a that's such a good goal and I'm sure you'll achieve it one day and I and I think you're already doing a lot of wonderful things. And yeah, I think that concludes our interview for today. Thank you so much for coming on to Limitless. It was it was a really fruitful conversation that we had and both me and Shaila for sure definitely learned a lot of things awareness about certain things through this interview. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on here. Yeah, we really appreciate it and thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much, Vicky Shaila.
Thank you.